0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 225 for the week of November 28, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson. Major Malad Willie, Michael Bowling, Tony Spatel, and our special guest Denise Hawkins. In this segment, Denise talks about her experience with Disneyland's Youth Education Series and performing arts programs for kids. Welcome, Denise. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Hello, everyone. Hey. There we go.
1: Hello. Um, Hello. So,
0: so what's what? Let's let's first talk a little bit about you and wh- how you got started doing all this stuff. Okay.
2: I'm a high school theater teacher in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And I have had a lifelong love of Disney. And when I noticed that Disney offered some education programs for my theater kids, I decided I was going to take a field trip. And one of the options they had was for their Yes program, their youth education program. Right. And it had leadership training. And I thought that would be a great thing for my students to learn.
0: And and let's start with let's start with talking a little bit about youth cuz and you you've done one of those but you've done a lot of the performing arts so let's talk about the the yes program real quick okay they have a lot of programs not only just for for student, for for classrooms to come but also for individual kids you know if you wanted to bring just your your kid to do that and they like you said the leadership but i've seen what they have like a science one and some california history
2: yes they do. They have um, a physics class, and go. they have um, storytelling and animation classes, mm-hmm. and they also have the um, the California history thing, yeah. and that one is more elementary-based than right. middle and high school, right. but they also have college-level programs as well.
0: Wow. And And really, the pricing isn't all that bad on those, is it?
2: No, it isn't. For the... Additional cost for the students, it's $15 a student for the leadership training. Yeah. So that's nothing, $15 for right. three hours of intense workshops. It's In- really wonderful. Ins- inside Disneyland. Yes.
0: Yeah. So which which was the youth education series that you guys were able to do?
2: We did leadership and teamwork, and okay. I've done that one twice with Tell two it. different groups of kids.
0: How does it, I mean, is it small group, big group?
2: They like it to be 10 or more students. Okay. Um, The first time I went, I took 35. Oh, wow. And so they broke us up into three groups with Mm -hmm. three different um, educators. And it was fun doing that because you got to see the other groups running around the park around you as well. So that was really interesting to watch.
0: Right. And is it specifically Disneyland or do they head over to California Adventure? or?
2: It's just Disneyland. And it's a three-hour workshop and you get a... um, An educator, and he has a whole bunch of tools that he brings with him, Mm -hmm. toys to play with, and he walks
0: everyone through these different activities about leadership. What is the age group on the leadership one? It's middle to high school. Okay, I was just, before we we started the recording, I was talking about my Cub Scouts, but my Cub Scouts are a little too young for that yet, so... But because their Cub Scouts are all about leadership too, but um, so that would be a little, little too advanced for them. Um, Okay, so what else you want to tell us about the the Yes program? Um, I can
2: go through some of the activities they did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things they start with is talking about what the students think makes a good leader. And they make this huge list of all the things that the kids come up with. Mm -hmm. And it's usually real general things about good communicator, be in charge, you know, delegate responsibilities, that type of thing. And then as we move down Main Street, they start talking about Walt's vision and what Walt did. And then we move into Frontierland, and they start focusing in on different aspects of leadership without telling the kids that. Uh, so okay. they gave us a, a puzzle map of Disneyland, and it had all the different lands, and they asked the students to move into which land that they felt their personality best fit, fantasy land, adventure land, frontier land. And they went over, and then they had to come up with um, what qualities put them into that spot. And then they had to put the puzzle together, representing you need all of these qualities uh-huh. to be a good leader. Nice. Um, Then they went into this game with a ball of string, and you had to throw the ball of string to each other, talking about what part of a picnic you're going to participate in. So I'm going to bring the chicken. I'm going to bring, and they have to collect it. And then they have to come up with an excuse why they can't do their job and pass the string on to somebody else. (laughs) And eventually the two people holding all the string can't do it all, and they start dropping it. And then they explain how everybody has to work together and do their part. Otherwise, nothing can get done. Uh Um, At that point, we moved and we went to the Pirates of the Caribbean. And we actually got to ride the ride. Nice. And they had an activity where they had to um, ask questions of their partner off of a list. And they couldn't write down the answers. And then they had to re say back everything they remember that their partner asked so it was questions like what's your first pet's name what's your middle name what's your birthday what's your favorite color and they had to do it while riding Pirates of the Caribbean and so it was very distracting and very difficult to do and they it was dark and they had to come up with a way of figuring out how to read this list and remember everything and it was about you know focusing and remembering important things about people you work with.
3: Right. Neat.
2: Yeah. Um, we then went into New Orleans Square, and while we were there, they had whiteboards, and they had to plan a, um, a a party. Okay. And they had to write, break down into three groups and write down a theme and then pass the whiteboard and then write down ideas for a location and pass the whiteboard, and they had a minute to brainstorm. And then they all had to come back together and look at all the boards and figure out what is the best party to plan and how you have to have different ideas from different people to make something work. Just you alone can't do it. Uh, my favorite part was the arm link, and okay. the kids actually went. To, they linked arms, and they had to run through New Orleans Square.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> and we're talking, what, a dozen kids?
2: Right, 10, 12 kids, linked arms, running through New Orleans Square, and they can't let go, and they have to keep up, and so the front person has to go so, has to go really quickly, and everyone else has to follow along, and you're running in between guests, and up and down stairs, and the kids are losing shoes and backpacks, and I'm running after them and picking things up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Funny. But, you know, they were talking about working together and there's no weak link and don't leave anyone behind. And um, it's really fun to watch even the park guests watching these kids running through the park with their arms linked. So that was fun.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Cool. Yeah. Then we did a hula hoop game. They had to hold hands and get two hula hoops to go opposite directions without breaking the chain and it was problem-solving and creativity. Um, They did blind walking. They had to create obstacle courses with right in the middle of Disneyland, and they had to communicate to their partner with their eyes closed how to not run into things. And um, then they came... It was almost three hours at that point, and they came back together and talked about what they said made a good leader and how their vision has changed now. Right. And then they had to come up with a plan for how they were going to use these in the future within their group. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it we was really nice. And we even got, like, homework to take home and, you know, the list that the kids had created. And then we ended the trip with riding Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so it was really wonderful. The kids really loved their guides, the um, now, talk about the guides. Are they him.
0: are they trained or, I mean...
2: They are. They're trained. They're college students. Okay. And they're trained
0: in leadership skills. Okay.
2: And they were really dynamic and wonderful. Both guides we had were fabulous.
3: Okay.
2: Um, one of them, they the kids were even writing to him afterwards. They really Aww. loved his stuff so much. And he was on one of the promotional videos and they were all excited they got to see <laughs> him on a promotional video. <laughs> neat. They get really attached to them. They do. In that three hours, they got really attached.
1: (laughs) So what changes did you see in your students after this experience?
2: Well, they they did work together a little bit more. It wasn't just my officers. I have theater officers. It wasn't just them planning. They would put committees together and get ideas. Um, They tended to ask for more help than they used to. There was some carryover until they graduated. So <laughs> 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 Then you have to start all over again because right. they leave me. Right. But they did a really nice job and they did stick with some of those goals that they had set. Very nice. Yeah, it was wonderful. Matter of fact, I um, was talking to one of my um, ex-students today about what she remembered of the program. Uh-huh. And she was talking about how the running through the park was the most fun, and how she learned how we all had to work together and She was really excited to remember some of that stuff.
0: one of these days I'm going to have to get down there with with West and get him in one of those the one of the younger yes programs to just check it out right how,
2: what age do they start at?
0: For us. They eight? do
2: have elementary yeah. education programs.
0: I think the history one and the animation starts earlier, and then the the science, the physics ones are like not 10, ten I think.
2: Uh, there's an elementary physics one. Yeah. They do have an elementary yeah. physics one, and then they have um, middle school and in jun- high school as well.
0: Yeah, that's very cool.
1: Yeah, there's also a history one for elementary as well, exploring yeah. the golden stage. Yep. Right. Yeah, awesome. Okay, kind yeah, to of the teacher questions. <laughs> okay. First question, are these
0: are to use the word curriculum?
1: curriculum, yes. I'm going to use way more. I'm going to use rigor. Okay. Oh, <laughs> See, she laughed. That means she understands. And I hey, do understand. I mean, okay, so Is my there first a day for rigor? Excuse me. Okay, Go ahead, I'm going to bring this podcast up a level, so
3: Uh-oh.
1: for those of you that cannot handle some of these questions, my first question is, are these, other than the um, leadership, are they standard, like, do they have, like, a standards correlation? Because if I'm a teacher and I'm trying to convince my PTA or I'm trying to convince my, um, you know, my principal that, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my kids to Disneyland, <laughs> I need to have a a standards correlation somewhere
2: there is for the um, the golden state california history one and the physics For the leadership there are some goals but i don't know if they would be standards based
1: okay and then my other question is do they for the ones that are standards based i know i work in a curriculum department. no no, no, no it's
0: fine, um, Tony. that's that's why the, that's why you're here dude
1: oh that's why i'm here i'm glad good, good to know i'm not just, the, not just i thought it was i thought I was the pretty face yes. on the podcast but whatever um, you are
2: but you got even more talent
1: thank you okay so then um, what about and I'm using my hands which is really good for podcasts because no one can see me Um, do they make a um, like a guide or some kind of thing that like students could take back to the class to do some kind of like assignment or activity or extension
2: they didn't for the leadership training
1: okay that's okay Uh, and then my other okay this is just me I'm showing off I'm just letting you know do you know if any of these are going to be have does their standards base are going to be moved to common core?
2: I don't know. I know like the physics lab does have national standards aligned with the program. Okay. And it does have um Supplemental materials for before and after, but the leadership training one, not so much.
1: Okay, and I know there. I mean, I'm not. I'm asking. I mean, I know you just did the leadership one, but I just wanted to see. Okay, is the
0: physics ones That's that's the one that talks about um, California Screaming, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. The magnet, the magnets, and whatever it is that
2: makes Mm the thing go. Right, physics is so much fun. Yeah. So depending on the subject, you're going to be going on different attractions. Is that what Mm -hmm. happens? Yeah, oh, that's cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. and
2: they it's take dependent. you right on, no waiting. That's always a nice thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can totally see them bringing bringing the, phys- the physics type ones and the history type ones into into co- into core curriculum. Yeah. I mean, everything's about Common Core right now, so it would only make sense that the educational development leaders at Disney would do the same thing. Right. Because that's a way for them to market and say, "Oh, we can do Common Core." Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Excellent. So. so let's talk about a little bit about the performing arts, or a lot actually, about the performing arts programs you've you've experienced. Okay. Well, I've done a lot of the performing arts ones. Awesome. We have done every
2: single theater performing arts program that they have. Wow. Um,
0: so they have to create new new content just for you.
2: Huh? Just for me. <laughs> well, I keep bringing new kids because oh, they keep okay. graduating. Cycle well, what can, about how many programs do they have in the in the theater and performing arts section? Uh, they have five theater wow. pieces. Oh. Um They have quite a few dance and music. Music, there's a ton of things available. Music's a ton. Yeah, between the vocal and the um, instrumental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we've done an acting workshop, an improv workshop. I've done costuming and technical theater and auditioning techniques. So it was wonderful. The costuming, we got to go through all of the backstage costuming areas and the wig making, and we got to see where they store and fix and clean everything and the differences between costumes, Um, how Cinderella's costume is different for every meet-and-greet, every parade every show and how the differences affect the show. So that was really wonderful. And then we did um, Backstage of Aladdin, and we got to see how they did all the special effects and the stage and how they moved the sets on and off. So that was a really nice experience as well for my students. They loved the backstage things. One of my students actually decided he was going into technical theater just because of the Disney workshops. Wow. No. And those are taught by um, Disney professionals. Um, the gentleman who did the Aladdin, he designed lighting for Aladdin and some cruise line shows and some Disney World things. And he did Mickey's Magical Map, and he did the lighting for Fantasmic. So he has done lighting for a lot of Disney events.
0: Nice. That's the one you just did? Is that the one you just did? This, that's, that's the one it. we just did. Okay. And that one's brand new. It just started. Like you said, they're creating content just for you. Just for me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about some of, the, some of the other ones that they, that they have. The, you're talking about auditioning.
2: Auditioning techniques. Uh, they gave the students sides, little scenes to read, mm-hmm. and they had them audition for a scene, and then they gave them feedback on what casting directors are looking for.
0: Who was who, who
2: It was a cast someone who does the hiring in the performing arts area for Disneyland. Wow. And she was also going over what makes a good resume mm-hmm. and the kids had to write up some information and she went through about how to to make it sound just right mm-hmm. and what things they can do on a resume to make the casting director pay attention. Mm-hmm. And that was about a 2 hour workshop. And the kids walked away wanting to audition for Disney. She gave them (laughs) some feedback on what she specifically is looking for. Right. And what type of classes they need to take currently so that they would be ready to do that. Um, Because she requires a lot of dancing skills as well as acting Uh for her pieces and her people. So... That was um, how they auditioning went. That was actually my least
0: favorite okay. of the groups. What what was your favorite?
2: My favorite was costuming. Okay. Uh, the costuming, we got to see many of the phantasmic costumes, mm-hmm. um, the monkeys. Um, they had shown us some parade costumes, and they let one of my students actually put one of the costumes on. Wow. It was a, a little snowman that they had <laughs> in the Christmas parade. Yeah. And she was a very tall girl in this snowman costume and all of a sudden she looked very short. And all of us knew that this was our friend in there and they were still super excited and giddy like they were <laughs> meeting somebody. <laughs> it was amazing how the costume kind of transformed everybody. And they showed us um, several different Cinderella costumes, the difference between a meet-and-greet costume versus a parade costume versus a phantasmic costume, and the how the... She has a big the, wardrobe. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and different seasonal costumes, depending on if it's winter or summer. But it's the same shape and the same colors, but the fabrics are extremely different for each event. Yeah. So the phantasmic, they're all super glittery to catch the lights. And the meet-and-greets, they're very durable fabrics that don't have a lot of glitter or sequence on it because that would affect the children. So we got to see that. Um, they showed us their machine that they create their own fabric. Wow. They can take any image off of a computer and create fabric using this machine. And they actually have a patent on the machine, and they showed us how it worked. And they showed us um, the carpet from Aladdin, how they can print those carpets out. That's awesome. Nice. (laughs) It was really awesome. That is really cool. I have a background in costume design, so that really, I can appreciate that. I've had a tour of the costume department as an adult with an adult group. So it would be interesting for me to see what the kids took home from that. Were they able to translate any of that into tangibles that you guys worked with in your theater program then? Well, I noticed that they talk about what people are wearing more frequently in the parks and the differences in costuming. They, I don't think they really took a lot back into my costume department except for the kids who are super into costuming. Right. Um, I have a pretty large costume room. And you know, they for the most part they still just do costumes the way they've always done costumes. I have mm-hmm. one girl who's actually going to college for costuming now. Oh she fun. was always into it and then she saw the backstage of the Disney and she fell in love with it too. Um, the wigs I guess were the most shocking for us is the amount of wigs that they have on hand. Because every actor gets a wig every time they go out on stage. Wow. And every wig after it's used has to be washed and restyled. Wow. And there's a room back there with five women that all they do all day long is style wigs. Wow. And some wigs like Jack Sparrow's can take 15-20 hours just to style. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so every you time there's a jack, it. it's another wig. So. Well, you know, and you wouldn't think about it because, you know, most of us look at, you know, the little jack sparrow hats they sell in the parks, you know, and, and you think, oh, you know, it's just dreadlocks, oh, they don't take much work, and yet, there you go. That's right. right, every single time a wig is used, it has to be laundered, it has to be washed. Well, you know, and people wonder why admission costs so much.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> those <was> three ladies <laughs> in the back working on
2: wigs. No, I mean, when you look at how much detail. things like that, how much detail and how much work goes into, say, a, um, a parade performance, and then think about all the electrical, all of the you know, all of the float equipment, you know, that has to be maintained, um, drivable, you know. They have to do all that stuff with it. And then you just add it on. There's just so much. That all that work da- behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, no wonder Fantasmic, what's the current pricing on Fantasmic these days? I remember at one point it was like,
0: what, 50000 a show to run each show. Wow. It doesn't surprise me.
2: Because
0: so, fireworks are expensive to begin with, but... Yeah.
2: And Aladdin. I mean, Aladdin must cost oh a gosh. fortune every single time it goes up.
0: Yep. Well, because you look at it
2: from a, a theater perspective, too, and then taking place and understanding what they have to do behind the scenes and how that translates from a big theater to your smaller theater. Right. The wedding dress in Aladdin was actually made in India. Oh, wow. Disney did not make that dress. It is a traditional dress made in India, and they paid thousands of dollars for that wedding dress. And we got to see it and be up close to it. It was really an amazing thing. Um, But the detail that goes into that show that people don't really notice.
0: Uh How, how, How big of a cast and crew do you know for the Aladdin show?
2: No, I don't know how many okay.
0: I mean, there's um, got to be a ton of people back there.
2: There I know that there are five stage managers for that show. Wow, okay. And I'm then on. they have the the set changing and the customers. I think there's four or five customers on stage every showing because there's so many quick changes. Uh-huh. Um, backstage for that show, they have a room that has all of the genie. Heads and shoes.
0: Oh yeah, for the for the big dance number. <laughs> for, the,
2: for the dance number, and every time it's used, those heads get washed and then dried out. Oh wow! And they have this whole rack that they just put all of the genie masks on.
0: <laughs> wow. Those are ugly genie masks. <laughs>
2: they are. They're really ugly. I would also wouldn't an- be in that room after dark. <laughs> 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 and the um. All of the costumes on every actor in Disneyland is made specifically for them. Mm-hmm. They fit everything to each actor. I'm surprised. That's cool. But I mean, even down to the shoes. Mm-hmm. If you look at shoes on the parade performers, I mean, they're made specifically for those parades. And it was really amazing to see all of that being done.
0: Yeah, I think we got to go into costuming at one point with that but one of those behind the scenes things but it was it wasn't that costuming it was cast member costumes did you guys get to go into that no we didn't that's i mean but that is just it's just a big warehouse with you know rack after rack of of just the regular cast member costumes and you know they would some of them they have them on 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 a, a track that you know they can press a button and spin it around and it's just and it's it's just you can't imagine how many different costumes there are just as far as a regular regular cast member so for to add add the show stuff onto it it's like some a lot of fabric a
2: lot of fabric <laughs> well and even with um and the costuming department even handles such things as small world, you know, and they have to keep so many rolls of each one of those doll costume fabrics.
0: Oh, well, they handle that too? Yes. Wow. At least they used to. Oh, you think that would be imaginary to, to handle?
2: No, that, that's all, well, you know, think about it. If you have to, if one of those dolls rips, or, right. say, a pirate, if one of those rips, somebody's got to fix that right mm-hmm. away.
3: Yeah.
2: Or replace maybe the portion of the fabric that ripped. And so the fabric has to be matched, so they have bolts and bolts of that stuff. Wow, in spare rooms, yeah, I know it's scary when you think about it yeah like, whoa- well,
0: now, what were some of the other the other performing arts programs you guys did?
2: uh, we did the acting okay. workshop, and they put the kids together in to do scene work okay, cool. and then gave them suggestions on how to make it better and then they had to do it again, mm-hmm. and then as they were performing, the um, the instructor would like scream something out at them, and then they would have to change it up really quickly. Um, the kids felt like they really learned a lot and got better nice. because of it. And they did some emotional training in that and how to find your emotions mm-hmm. and pull it out in your scene. So the kids enjoyed that piece quite cool. a bit. Um, and then we also did the improvisation workshop. Okay. And they just did improv games, and they mm. got to play around and and learn some new games. And um, they <laughs> it was led by an actor in Disney. Okay. And um. He would put them into small groups and have them create scenes and then improv those out really quickly, or he would do these games where they had to think quickly or focus on a character. Uh-huh. Um, he had a telephone game where every time the phone would ring, it would be a new person and you had to react to that person <laughs> and what they were saying and, right. and keep the story going. So the kids were able to, to learn some of those techniques. Uh-huh. Thanks. Now, how do you prepare your students for going to one of these programs? What kind of things do you do in advance? Or because I mean, that's a long way to take a kid for a program. <laughs> well, we actually do the workshops twice a year. I take a, a group in the fall and a group in the spring, and we um, the ones who have gone already, they already know what to. Well, not for the workshop, but they know what to expect from me Uh and what I expect them to do. But we, I have them look at all aspects of theater for everything. They have to see certain shows. They have to go to parades. And we talk about what they're looking for, what kind of lighting techniques, what kind of costuming, what kind of acting techniques. So we don't prep much for the workshops themselves, but for the experience of Disneyland.
0: And... So so you're doing this not just for the workshop you're you you it's it the entire day is learning. It, right.
2: They have to go to the parades and I will ask them questions about what kind of costumes did you see here and why did they choose that? Mm-hmm. Um we've Some of the kids who have been there multiple times, I expanded even further with, I want you to look at the difference between walking from Frontierland to Adventureland. What kind of things do you see? Uh Because all of Disney is an acting show. It's all a show. And I make them pay attention to sets and lights and costuming in everything. Um, One of the things that they love, obviously, is California Screamin', and it's not my favorite ride. (laughs) And they're always confused why, and I'm like, because there's no real theming. There's no costumes, there's no sets, there's no props. It's not theater to me. So we do a lot of that kind of thing, and what I'm looking for from them is, have they noticed all the details that are around? And I love when new things happen, like Mickey's Magical Map, the kids who got to see that for the first time this trip. Mm-hmm. And they came back with, oh, these lighting effects, and I love the bubble that the, ki- the actors were in. Yeah. And how did they do that? And, you know, they start talking about the details.
0: That would be a fun one to go behind the scenes on. That would be. Maybe next They're year. are not
2: doing that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Now how would you get um how would how would we as parents um set these up versus how you as a teacher would set them up do you know well i don't think that the the performing arts workshops the acting ones you have to have a group okay and you don't have to audition for those unlike some of the music things that you do have to audition so i'm sure that uh a Boy Scout group or a Girl Scout group or a church group could sign up for some of the theater Mm. things because they're for groups of kids who are involved in theater. Unlike the dance and the music that you have to audition. If you're a choral group at a church, I'm sure you could send in your information. For Um, for the performing arts series or whatever it's called. For the performing arts series. As an individual parent, there's the individual enrollment And you can find that on disneyyouth.com under Individual Enrollment Series. And they have actual dates that you would sign up. So for November, the um, Design a Disney Story, the animation one, the date is November 16th. They have one available to individuals. And then they have one in December on December 7th. So there is a way to sign up for these things as an individual parent. They also have We'll make sure we put
0: a link to the the yes program on on our webs on our show notes too. Okay. And they
2: also have homeschool days. So if you're a parent of a homeschooled child, they have workshops just for homeschool
0: groups. That's That's very cool. cool. And like we, like we said, the, the cost on those, and I think you can get it where you don't even have to pay for the ticket, but they, they escort you in and out. No, you do have to have a park ticket. Okay, you do have to have a park ticket. Bummer. Right. But
2: what if you have an annual pass? <laughs> if you have an annual pass, you just have to pay the,
0: the, the, cost of the class. individual class fee. Yeah.
2: If you don't have an annual pass, you do need tickets. Um, school groups can get school discounts.
0: Well, and I think you get a discount with the YES program too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. It's like what 59 or something.
2: Uh it depends on how many days you're spending.
0: Okay, cool. gotcha. But they do have discounted tickets for 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 and also for the the
2: parents. The,
3: Correct. Yeah.
2: Correct. Yeah. And if you're bringing a group like a church group or um some kind of a boy scout or girl scout group, right. the instructor does not have to pay um for every 10 <laughs> students you bring, the instructor is free.
0: Wow.
2: So that's a nice little perk as well.
0: That okay. is very cool. Um, so twice a year you come out here
2: for this? Yes. That's
0: So we were nice.
2: just out in October <laughs> for the technical theater, uh-huh. and we're coming back in February to do the costuming because all of my students have graduated who did the costuming. Ah. So we'll be out again oh. in February. Nice.
0: You come out for Dapper Day.
2: No, we're not coming out for, out for Daffa Day. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: we're missing it by a week.
0: <laughs> I tried, Michael.
1: Oh, too bad.
2: <laughs> missing it by a
0: week. No, that would be costuming.
1: Yeah, that would, that they, would be. They could bring their own costumes.
0: <laughs> Anybody else have questions for Denise?
2: But and Just to reiterate, uh, you, what's, his, what's the range of the ages from the youngest to the oldest that could participate well, it says elementary through high school. Okay, so... But, but I think um, some
0: of them have, have, break, break them down even... Yeah, it depends yeah. on which program. Yeah, there's a minimum age on some of them. I think, I think seven or eight. They start, maybe eight. Maybe eight. But then there was one that, that what, when I, at the time I was looking west wasn't old enough, but I think he is now, like for the physics one.
2: Right. Yeah, it depends on which workshop it is.
0: Yeah. Now you know what. What kind of people are, are? Is this mainly aimed at locals? As far as like the group ones, or, or is there, are there that many schools coming in from other areas? Is it you know it's the whole Southwest that's coming for these things? That like specifically the performing arts ones. I think it's a
2: lot of California. Uh-huh people, Um, because every time I call, they're like, oh, you're the one from Arizona, so I I don't know how many from Arizona go. Um, My campus, we've done, um, I've had the choir go, I've had the dance group go, I've had our band go. Um, Our band is going again in February. Um, My Mm -hmm. sons junior high, they go every year. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year he's eligible to go. So his junior high band and choir will be performing in the park in May. And they'll be doing one of the backstage workshops as well. So this will be his first time doing one of these. So I know that his school goes every year. The music one that he's doing is a performance, and then they learn Disney music ahead of time, and they go in and they record to the... The movie.
0: Wow, that's so really they cool. get to record their band playing the music of the movie that they're showing. And that's really cool. I mean, I, all I got to do was march down Main Street <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> so. so they get to do this really neat recording session. I'm looking
2: forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to go in May just to watch them perform. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're like John Williams in the orchestra or something. Right. That's very cool. Denise, any last what anything we missed? I don't think so. Okay, that's I, we we so appreciate you coming on and talking about this. this oh, you're very, very this welcome. This is something I wanted to talk about in a long time and I just haven't had somebody that knows it. So You mentioned that
2: on one show. That you wanted to have somebody
0: Yeah. yeah. And then I, I saw you in the park and I'm like, Hey <laughs> I stalked you in the park. Yes. <laughs> but you got your button, so I'm glad. I'm glad I did. <laughs> Well, Denise, like again, we thank you for joining us uh, to talk about the youth education and the performing arts programs at Disney. I will make sure we put a link to all of that in the show notes so that people that are interested can check it out. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, and that is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Plug. Be sure to catch a lot of our other Disneyland shows this week, and of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always magical, but it's chair. Thanks for listening.